Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. So you've just broken up from your husband or partner and emotions have been running high. It's taken a lot of heartache and a lot of pain to get you to this point where you've drawn that line in the sand and you've made that big decision to separate yourself from that person and end the relationship. It's massive. It's a huge thing that you're going through. So maybe there's been some very um, heated arguments leading up to this point. Maybe there have been things that have happened that have made you lose faith in that person. And maybe there have been other indicators um, that either make you suspect that that person's been unfaithful to you. Maybe they've lied to you and that's broken your trust. So maybe they've been threatening towards you and maybe they've even gone so far as to draw the financial card to try and hold you ransom. And as a result, you know, you've just lost, you've lost trust in that person and your heart is just broken into a million tiny pieces right now and your nerves are also shattered so you generally you're just feeling really broken so either they you know that person added on top of that they might be calling you uh, or they might be text messaging you or, and harassing you. Maybe they're trying to coerce you to try and turn you around to let them back in. Or, you know, maybe um, they're threatening you, you know, verbally and they're scaring you and frightening you into a place where you feel you've got no choice but to do what they want and acquiesce with them and maybe you know all of these things are making you feel really anxious and maybe they're making you feel afraid so it's also possible that maybe you're resisting you know you can't resist that urge to just get all that stuff that you're carrying around inside you, that emotional melting pot, maybe you're finding it really hard to hold all of that in and you just want to give them a piece of your mind. So maybe you can't resist that temptation to message them or give them a call and just unload. Um, and you're hoping that, you know, in, in you expressing yourself about how you're feeling and how this is impacting on you and your life, that this is going to help you get through that challenge with that person. But quite often it actually backfires and it just makes the emotional melting pot that you're both in just escalate. So these are um, a couple of reasons, you know, that like things can easily get out of control right now for you either you know for yourself or for both of you and this is a really tricky time to navigate in your life so chances are you're feeling pretty miserable well right now and um you know you might be feeling pretty bleak about your future and how the heck are you going to get to the other side of this? You know, you probably can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. But I want to tell you that that light is waiting for you, but you need to take action and you need to turn the corner. So I'm not telling you all of this stuff because I want to make you feel any worse than you're already feeling right now. Because, you know, God knows you're feeling rotten right now and you want to turn that around. So, and I certainly don't want to be saying any of this stuff because, you know, I want to rub salt into the wound and make you feel the pain more and more about what you're going through. So the reason that I've brought all of this up and I've used all those illustrations is that 
Um, I just, you know, I was talking to somebody in this past week who's going through all of this right now. And um, I know that when you're going through this, you know, you don't want to waste precious time feeling, you know, like there's nothing that you can do to change things for the better. So I, why, you know, am I talking about this? What do I know about this? Well, I've been there and, um, and yeah, my life has been in absolute turmoil before. It's been a complete mess and it wasn't easy for me um, in the breakup of, I've had two major relationships. Um, neither of those breakups have been easy one of them just escalated out of control to the point where things became life-threatening for myself and my kids. And I had to go to the nth degree to just be able to try and separate myself from this person. So um, I know how I felt when I was going through that and it helps me to understand a bit more about the way you might be feeling with all of the challenges that you're facing right now and one of the things one of the mistakes that I made at that time and that I don't want you to make is to have no contact so I'm going to talk more about this in this week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs the podcast for women impacted by the breakdown in toxic relationships and um, you know I talk about all sorts of challenges that women go through and all with the desire to help women to become empowered again in their lives because when you're going through that you get really disempowered so it's all about helping you to recover helping you to renew and helping you to rebuild your life again on the other side of that so I'm going to talk about what you need to do to stay safe and stay sane okay so I really want you to start to find peace and even to find your smile again, which might feel pretty impossible right now. So more importantly, I want you to start regaining control over your life. So let's open the door on this week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. This episode was inspired by a woman who confided in me that she had recently ended the relationship with her husband and that there was, you know, a lot of psychological abuse going on that was really bringing her unraveled. So when I bumped into her, she was in tears, absolute tears. I could just see the stress, you know, that she was holding on to in her body from what she was going through. And she told me about how horrible her husband had been treating her. And as she cried, she said to me, I'm sorry, I am broken. I am so, so sorry. So we often feel, you know, really embarrassed when we get to rock bottom because we're going through the painful time of breaking up with somebody. When our relationship, the relationship that when we first met that person, we dreamed would be happily ever after, well, it all has come crumbling down around us and there's just so much impacting on us and our feelings of devastation that we go through when a relationship breaks down. And she was feeling shameful, you know, for being in this broken state when she came to me for help. And there's no need for that shame because this is you know we're human at the end of the day and when our hearts are invested in something 
then, you know, it can be absolutely devastating. And of course, we are going to be really affected by what's going on in our lives. So I'm not going to obviously name this woman. Um, this could be any woman. This is the way women feel when they go through a breakdown in a relationship, particularly when there are really toxic elements and behaviours coming in that get added to the mix and make things more complex and cause more anxiety and fear around navigating that path through that breakdown in the relationship. So we talked some more and she told me that she was connected to a domestic abuse and family violence support service, which is absolutely fantastic. She was doing the right thing. She was doing the thing that she needed to do, which was to get support around what was happening with things getting out of control for her. So, um, so I was really happy to hear that she, um, that she had gone and been proactive and, um, and contacted that domestic abuse support service to get the appropriate support to help her navigating some of the complex challenges that she was facing. Um, I, I will often say, you know, I'm not a first responder, but having said that, you know, I have the lived experience to do this checklist with women to make sure that even when they're connected to the appropriate domestic abuse support services or they're perhaps connected to a lawyer who is helping them to navigate through their um, the dissolution in their marriage, when that lawyer is helping them with the um, with working through the separation, the division of assets, when the lawyer is helping them through the custody issues with shared custody, or you know whether it's needed to get sole custody, whatever it is, there's still many many things that I can help. So no matter what stage a woman is at I can help and particularly on working on their mindset and working on them becoming more and more empowered through that process um, so there could be one woman who goes through that process and has no one to bounce things off and will end up doing herself a great disservice and come out with a lot less because she hasn't tapped into the right support to help her to get the best possible outcomes for herself, for her to move forward, for her to build a new life for herself on the other side of that. So anyway, back to this woman. Um, so she had done the right thing. She'd gone and contacted domestic abuse service and they were helping her with things like getting the locks changed in the family home which is really important to give herself a boundary around her living space so that she knew that she had um, privacy and she had control over that environment that she was in she didn't have to put up with her ex-partner coming and going whenever he pleased so they were helping her with that. They were also helping her with things like getting an intervention order or a restraining order in place to help her again create a safe boundary for herself. And that restraining order would have terms in it to let her ex-partner know what he can and cannot do moving forward with the um, negotiations of them working through the breakdown in their relationship. And um, she was also going to get support with getting tapped into people probably um, family law um, lawyers to help her again with that, the legal aspects of um, arranging those agreements and coming to agreements about the division of assets, et cetera, that go with a disillusion of a relationship. So she was resolved that 
there wouldn't be any reconciliation anymore between herself and her husband. So I think it had taken a lot to, you know, a lot of build up to get to this point, that point of drawing the line in the sand where she said, no, that's it. I'm not going back now from that point. Things have gone too far. There's nothing more that can be done to repair this relationship. So she really felt as though she'd exhausted all avenues. And I could see from, you know, the way that she was when we were talking that she was feeling so lost and so scared and so disempowered, you know, by what was happening to her. So, you know, I remember being exactly where she is right now because I've been there, I've, you know, had two significant relationships in, you know, one was a marriage and, you know, I went through all the things that go into the disillusion of a marriage with that and it was very convoluted and um, what they call protracted, it dragged out for a long time. And this is the thing, this is where women need support is because these, the you know, it's one thing physically distancing yourself from a person, but then there's all of these loose ends that need to be tied up. And a lot of these loose ends can be, um, it might be necessary to have lawyers involved and the courts involved. And when that's the case, there can be adjournments upon adjournments and things can drag out literally for years. So this can be just, this is like living in no man's land a lot of the time. And this is where women really, really need support because if they don't have the support during that time, then they, it, you know, it's just so hard getting through it on your own. So it's really good to, you know, have that support from people who can mentor you um, particularly to stay strong in your mindset during that time because it can just be so wearing to be going through this process for such a long time without seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, without security, without any, um, any guarantees of what the final outcome is going to be for you. It's not an easy place to be and it can take a long time to get through this process. So, but like I was saying before, you know, when I was talking to this woman, I could see, you know, that she was feeling, she was feeling just so broken. And um, I remember feeling the same shame she was feeling then it's like somehow we think we've failed as a human being because we've had a breakdown in an area of our life and that breakdown with a relationship because your heart's so heavily vested in it it's going to play on your emotions it's not as if you're just going to be able to disconnect in you know a second from that person and not have any feelings about it whatsoever. It is going to be a whole myriad of emotions that you're going to be going through. And that's really tricky. So it's a really good thing to actually get some support with that too. So I really highly recommend that women um, seek out some therapy I think it's really good to it doesn't matter whether you're in you know like find something that fits with you that you enjoy doing that you feel comfortable doing and that's the most important thing is that you feel safe you feel comfortable to either be talking one-on-one -on -one to somebody um you know you won't necessarily want to be talking to uh, you know, a friend, because sometimes it's too close to be talking about the heavy personal baggage that you're carrying around at the moment. Um, sometimes what people do, and it's not, you know, they shy away from problems. 
because they've got enough on their plate. You know, let's face it, they've got enough on their own plate. Um, so, and they, they feel pretty helpless about, you know, what you're going through. They don't really see how they can help you. And so if you share too much with the, uh, people who are sort of in your day-to-day life, um, that can backfire on you because those people can maybe withdraw from you or shy away from you when the, the very thing that you're looking for is support. So sometimes it's good to look a little bit further uh, away from your personal sphere and either talk to a therapist or maybe even get into a support group um, with other women who are navigating the same challenges. So you could start off definitely, I'll just point you to my Facebook group, which is Rise Up with Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Very welcome in there. All right, so, okay, Um, You know, let's just face it, when we go into a new relationship, we go into it with all the joys of spring, we're just full of hope and promise that we'll always feel that way, that way that we felt about that person when we first fell in love with them. And we expect that they're going to feel the same way too. And then for one reason or another, you know, things have not gone according to plan. Um, Things change and suddenly, you know, you find yourself faced with making the choice of whether to stay in the relationship or not. And many people, they'll opt to stay in a relationship even if it's toxic, even if it's really damaging for them, even when it's abusive because they fear ending the relationship. And that's completely understandable. So if that's you, don't feel bad, okay? Ending your relationship is not straightforward. It's not like opening a bank account and deciding to close it and open another one because you get a better deal with a new account. If only it could be that straightforward, that'd be wonderful. But relationships can be super messy, especially when one person wants out and the other person won't accept this and just hangs on and they don't let the other person go. They're not dealing with what needs to be dealt with. They avoid what needs to be dealt with or they'll sabotage what needs to be dealt with to dissolve the relationship because that's not the outcome that they want. So it can be really, really messy. So just like this woman that inspired this episode, there have been many harassing phone calls for, you know, for her and um, her husband has started stalking her as well and she understandably doesn't feel safe or secure because these things are going on. So suddenly her phone has become... um, a way to harass her and intimidate her. Suddenly she doesn't feel safe moving about outside of her home because her husband is keeping close tabs on her. So toxicity is seeping into her life day by day and making her feel crazy, making her feel weak, making her feel absolutely miserable. So at this point, many women make the mistake of riding out their days from morning to night on their own without support, stuck in this horrible cycle of feeling crazy, weak and miserable. And I was one of those women. There are very, there's very few people, like I was saying before, who knew of the details of what was going on in my life. I didn't understand much of what was happening and one of my coping mechanisms, and this may be one of your coping mechanisms too, or coping strategies, was to put on a brave face and mask over the harsh reality just by telling others um, as little as possible and trying to tell myself that everything was fine. I don't know if you give that answer to so when somebody says, how are you going or how are you doing? And you say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Well, I don't know if you know, but there's a really apt description of the acronym FINE. It stands for effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. 
And I can honestly say that is the way I felt during that really horrible time of trying to break up and break away from an ex-partner who was just hell-bent on trying to keep control of me no matter what. So at this point, I would love to say that I have this magic wand and that I could just wave that magic wand to make all the feelings of F upness all the feelings of insecurity all the crazy neurotic reactions all the horrible emotions just wave them away but I can't do that but don't worry okay because it doesn't mean that there aren't ways for you to find some peace in your day today and maybe just maybe even find some reasons to put a smile back on your lovely face wouldn't that be wonderful now I love to help women who have a need to break away from toxic relationships to recover renew and rebuild their lives on the other side now right now I'm going to read you the email and this is I've included some other stuff in this so it's not word for word the email um but essentially I wanted to give the woman that I mentioned earlier I wanted to give her some tips to help her navigate the challenges that she's facing right now in the hope that she that um, you know, that this would help her. And the reason I want to share this with you is because it may help you too. So I've sort of, I've put more into this email for you because um, I want to also just explain why, you know, I've suggested these things and um, and how they can help you, okay? So here it goes. Firstly, and this is to the woman and to you, okay? Firstly, I'm really sorry that you're going through a difficult time right now. You may not think that you'll ever see a light at the end of the tunnel, but you will when you start turning the corner. And that means that you have to take some carefully considered steps right now. I'm so glad that you are working with the Domestic Abuse and Family Violence Support Service because it is so important to get support. As I mentioned to you when I saw you last, while emotions are running high, it is best not to have any contact with your ex-partner. This is called no contact. And as tempting as it might be to pick up the phone and call in because you feel there is something that you want to get off your chest, holding back from that impulse is going to give you the gift of keeping a lid on the emotional melting pot and will help you find the space to try some exercises to help you find a place of calm. The reason that this is so important is that finding a place of calm is going to be one of the most valuable assets that you can wish to possess at this time, as it will give you the help that you need to step back into becoming empowered. And that's what I help women with, finding their power by finding their place of calm amidst the storm. So what can you do in those moments where you feel like you just have to tell him about the way that you feel or why you have done what you have done, what I want you to do is I want you to get a lined notebook and I want you to dedicate this book to this purpose. This is going to become your journal, okay? And I want you to write down how you are feeling. In other words, resist calling and keep a journal of how you're tracking each day. Writing things down will help you in a few ways. So firstly, it will help you to get things off your chest so you're not holding on to it too tightly. Helping you let go of some of it so it's not upsetting you so much and it's not preoccupying your every waking moment. 
So you're going to be able to get more clarity of thought when you get this off your chest, but put it on into your journal, okay? When you get intentional and you make your journal the place where you do a mind emotion dump to unload, it will help to free you up for other things that will help you get unstuck. Secondly, it can act as a tracker for you to keep a track of your journey through this. So in time, you can actually go back and you can revisit this and you can see your journey. If you don't keep this journal in six months' time, you won't be able to give it a proper context as to what you've been through. So this can help you to see just what adversities you've been coming up against and how you have been able to navigate through these things. So maybe you're going to get stuck somewhere else along the way and you'll be able to refer back to this and see, right, I've dealt with this before and this is what helped me to get through it that time or I dealt with it that way, that didn't work. So this time I'm going to try a different strategy. Okay, so the next thing is that it can be a reference for you to keep track of the types of things that might be impacting on you throughout this journey, transitioning out of your relationship and tying up all those loose ends from the life that you shared with this person um, to begin a new chapter without that person in your life. So something else you can do every day in your journal is write down one thing you're thankful for. You might be thinking right now, are you kidding? What on earth do you think I have to be thankful for right now? My life is a mess and I am miserable. I know it can, you know, it's going to be tough to think of anything but I promise you there will be something maybe it might be something like thank god I am not with him anymore you know that might sound mightn't sound very positive but the important thing is to find something every day to be thankful for and the reason finding something to be grateful for is so important is because it sends you, it sends your mind, your emotional core, the universe or whatever you believe in a very important message that you still have something good to be thankful for in your life. Having a regular gratitude practice is truly, truly the path back to a happy life again. Another reason no contact is important at this stage when is when your ex-partner is harassing you or intimidating you or undermining you or threatening you, that this no contact, it puts a boundary around that happening so it can stop it from happening. If you don't know how to block your partner on your phone, just try doing a search on Google for how to do this on your phone just look at the make and the model and ask Google the question, how do I block someone? It's okay to just inform your ex-partner that you're doing this and it's also okay for you not to justify your need to do this, okay? You might have a right to communicate, um, to not communicate directly with him, okay? So don't feel as though you have to keep this open line of communication going if you want a break from communicating with him right now because you're finding it all too much that is your right to actually put a boundary around it and say I am not going to be communicating with you you know and just work out what works for you so if you're getting assistance from a domestic abuse and family violence service they can also help you to work out a safe way to communicate your needs. Um, And in the case of things like the separation of assets and shared custody, you will more than likely be connected with a lawyer. And um, when you get involved in this um, process, then the lawyer may very well get you to use an app um, there are apps these days that are used for things like shared custody where each parent communicates through the app 
as the only mode of communication. And this way, everything that is said is kept clearly on record, which means that each person is 100% accountable for the way in which they're communicating. So it stops, either stops things like um, abusive, threatening behaviour, or if that is still coming through that channel, then there is going to be some legal recourse for that. So it helps people to think twice before they speak. So when you've got no contact, this gives you the time and the space that you need to regroup and start to take your power back. So long as you keep the line of communication open with no clear set boundaries, you are going to leave yourself wide open to be targeted by your ex-partner. So the next thing I urge you to Keep listening to this podcast. If you haven't listened to earlier episodes, go back and listen to earlier episodes, okay? Because it's going to help you to understand the brokenness that you're feeling at the moment. And it'll help you to understand why you are naturally reactive to every little thing. And it's going to help you to understand that we all have a fight, flight, freeze response that's hardwired into our brains. And when we don't feel safe, this triggers this response, even if we're not in real danger. Again, this is another reason to find exercises that will help you to combat this and find a place of calm. So you really will feel like you're being bombarded. And that's why finding a place of calm is going to be right at the top of your list of priorities. Okay, now I'm going to run through some practical stuff, okay? So number one, so I've mentioned a journal notebook. I want you to also keep another um, dedicated notebook, which is for record keeping, okay? And this record keeping is going to be of anything that's making you feel unnerved or unsafe, including calls, texts, emails, or other modes of communication, and don't respond to any communication except to express your desire to have no contact at this time if that's what you've decided you want to do. As I said earlier, don't feel you have to justify your need for this. You have a right to choose how and when you communicate. And um, another tip, take screenshots on your phone of incoming calls. So say you're getting, you know, a uh, you're being getting a barrage of, you know, like 10 phone calls in a row, take a screenshot of that, okay, because that's harassing behaviour. Um, or you're getting threatening text messages or abusive text messages, take screenshots of those. Now, in that journal, make a reference of that, that you've taken, you know, that you received those harassing phone calls or text messages and record the date, the time, the place, and the mode so you can refer back to it. So if it's an email, say email on this date, okay? So this can help you if you need to give context to what's going on with either the authorities or with professional services. And it can even be admissible in court if you need that. So really, I can't emphasize how important it is. I know it'll feel like a full-time job keeping records of this stuff, but it really is going to help you so much as you go through this. Okay, the second thing is to keep a record of any stalking behaviour. So again, anything. So anything that is illegal behaviour. So whether it's, you know, your ex-partner's come and broken into your home and stolen from you, keep records of all of this stuff and put all of that into your um, record-keeping journal. Again, record the date, the time, the place and any details Make sure to notify the um, police, the authorities, if there is any illegal behaviour going on. Notify your social worker at your domestic support service of any stalking activity. Um, the reason why this is so important and something that they really need to know about is because this is one of the indicators that the risks are increasing and that 
that situation is escalating. So even if you don't say, you know, your partner has never been physically, uh, has physically never hurt you, um, and you can't even imagine that they ever would, people snap and, um, you know, it might be reassuring to tell yourself that that he's not um, capable of doing that, but um, people can snap and you need to be mindful that if there's stalking happening, that things are ramping up and becoming, your the, the risks are increasing. So really important to get support at that time. Please don't keep going suffering in silence and not um, involving the appropriate services. This is really the time to put your safety first. So the third thing is, Change your PIN numbers and your passwords. Create a document or use an app to store all your PIN numbers and passwords in. Keep this document in a safe place. Um, so I'm just going to ask a few questions. Do you suspect that you're being stalked online by your ex-partner? Do you suspect your ex-partner will change passwords out of spite to lock you out of your accounts? Do you suspect your ex-partner will play the financial card? You may have been very trusting with your ex-partner and given him absolutely full access to all your PIN numbers and passwords. And if that's you, you're not alone. Many, many, many people, including myself, have done that in the past. And it, what it does is it leaves you incredibly vulnerable. That that was absolutely okay when you were together and everything was beautiful and rosy in your relationship, but it's no longer appropriate for him to have any knowledge of your PIN numbers and your passwords. So taking this step is a massive step in helping you to become more empowered again. So the next point leads directly on from this, secure your bank accounts to ensure that he does not interfere with accessing your money. As I have just said, doing this will make a massive difference to your sense of security moving forward, which is going to, the more secure you feel, the more confidence you'll have. So there are many men who turn on their partners when the relationship dissolves and they play the financial card and they take control of joint accounts and lock their partners out, effectively making many, many women at risk of homelessness. So try and protect yourself as best you can from this happening. Um, even if it means opening up a new account. So the next point is have the domestic abuse and family violence service, have they talked to you about having a safety plan? So if they haven't yet, talk to them about this and on the next conversation that you have with them. And in the meantime, um, pack a bag and put your, you know, just, a couple of days worth of clothes in it, put some toiletries in there, put any medications in there that um, are essential for you, put or scripts in there for more of the medication that you need um, and keep important documents in there, keep a portable charger in there um, that's charged in case you don't have access to power and you need to charge your phone or other device. So having the and have the appropriate leads for those devices packed as well. So also include a reserve. Yeah, I've said the, the script. So make sure because medication, having your medication, if you're caught out and you need to go in a hurry, um, if you're reliant on medication, make sure that you've got those scripts in there as well. So have a think about the layout of your home and think about if there is a safe room that you could lock yourself in if there was a need to while you call the police and wait for their arrival. These are the types of things you need to start giving thought to. You can easily jump on to, um, again, Google safety plans and um, and you'll get uh, an array of safety plans will come up that you can have a look at and see which one fits you best um, because there'll be lots of fantastic suggestions. I can't include them all in this episode because we're running out of time very quickly. Number six, create a list of important numbers and contacts. So my number one message to women is to put your safety first. 
And this is very, very closely followed by your sanity. So the psychological trauma that you may be experiencing, it can't be discounted. So don't just dismiss it and don't feel that there is some inherent flaw in you just because your nervous system is feeling like a rubber band that's ready to snap you know this is something that so many women experience in your situation including me you're being pushed to the brink at the moment and you know this is the reason you need strategies you need support so um, what you're going through isn't easy and that's why it's important to gather the right support around you to help you through to the other side so what might be helpful is you know if you make it part of your routine because if you just wait until crisis time to get support then um, you're always going to be coming from a place of being disempowered when you're tapping into support rather than tapping into support to help you be empowered so that when you navigate when you come up against a crisis you're much better equipped to be dealing with it so um you know that's my forte you know i love advocating for women to be able to um, become empowered to really deal with the challenges that they face really well so yeah, I would suggest that you have regular support while you're going through this, not just once the proverbial uh, hits the fan, you know what I mean, okay? So I'm sorry if I've overloaded you, you know, with um, a ton of information Um because I know what it's like when you're going through this, it feels like it becomes a full-time job for you for a while. But as much as you might want to fall down and um, just sort of bury your head in the sand and wait for something magical to happen to make it all just go away, that's not going to be an effective way of getting through it. So um, it's going to be much, much better for you if you are doing things that are going to help you to become stronger while you're going through this. So there's no way around this. There is, but there is a way through it, okay? So I've left the most important thing to last. And the reason I've left the most important thing to last is because I want you to put it first, okay? So I wanted to leave it to the end so that I could really emphasise it, okay? So the way you start your day is the what will flow through the rest of your day, okay? So the way that you start your day and starting your day off on a positive note is you just don't undervalue how um, how much of a difference this can make in the way that you get through this time. Because if you start your day off on the right foot, you're going to be setting yourself up to win when you come up against those challenges that are invariably going to be there while you're going through this. So the one thing that you have control of at the moment is looking after yourself. So when you feel rock bottom, I know how easy it is to just forego looking after yourself and even to neglect yourself and, um, and do harmful things because um, you want to try and escape the pain. I get that. I've been there. I know that what you're going through is really, really hard. And I know how hard it can seem to um, take care of yourself in a really beautiful way while you're going through all of this pain and suffering. But if you do start doing some things that are going to nourish you and um, going towards self-love and self-care, this is where you're going to be able to draw strength from and come out of this on top. So that's why it's so important 
what it does, it gives you the fuel that you need to be in the best shape to fight any battles that, uh, that might crop up. So you don't feel overwhelmed and think it's too much for me to fit in right now. I can't even think about it. The first thing I could do to, you know, in the form of self-care, I don't have time. I don't have the headspace. I've got no idea. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to break it down into some really tiny achievable steps for you so that you can set yourself up to win. So the first thing is, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to just do a one-minute meditation, okay? So, and it's going to be really, really simple. So I just want you to do an exercise where you, on the in-breath, so when you breathe in, I want you to just say to yourself things like, I'm breathing in positivity, I'm breathing in goodness, I'm breathing in love, I'm breathing in light, Okay, so they're all positive things that I want you to breathe in on that in-breath. And then when you exhale on the out-breath, I want you to say to yourself things like, I'm breathing out negativity. I'm breathing out gunk. I'm breathing out hatred. I'm breathing out darkness. Okay, so breathe in more of what you want to have in your life, breathe out the things that are bringing you down. So just do that for one minute to set your mind, body and soul for the day. And as you finish the minute, okay, so just one minute out of your day doing that and take nice, slow, deep breaths in, inhaling life, inhaling good. And when you finish that exercise, I want you to say to yourself, I'm not alone. I am supported by life, love and the universe. Okay, that's the first thing I'd like you to do. The next thing, number two, is get yourself ready by having that shower and taking that time out for yourself to prepare yourself for the day so that you feel fresh and then I want you to just treat yourself nicely by just making sure that you spend that little bit of time, you know, putting on something that makes you feel okay. And um, it shows yourself that you care about how you feel and how you look, you know, don't um, discount how the difference that'll make to your day. Okay. The next thing is I want you to try and fit in a walk outside. I want you to connect to nature, even if it's only for 10 minutes in a day. Just get out and engage with nature. Again, breathing in life and breathing out the negativity, okay, and exercising your your body because the left right motion will actually is a calming thing to your brain so the more walking you can do as you're going through this walk your way into the next chapter of your life if I can you know recommend anything please do that number four journal 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 number five eat healthy, look at your diet. What are you eating? We are what we eat. Our food is our fuel. So make sure that you're including healthy things in your diet. Number six, get support with harmful habits that may be coping mechanisms right now. And don't beat yourself up about them, but just try and do more of the healthy stuff and less of the harmful stuff. And seven, Get support from people with experience, okay? It's going to make the world of difference to you. You can do this. Just take things one day at a time. Don't try and skip over the steps. Any steps that you miss will make you stumble, fall, and suffer more. So this is the time to give your yourself what you need okay and remind yourself that every area of your life is going to be impacted by what you're going through it would be great if we could just just quarantine <laughs> off our personal lives and separate it from everything else but that won't be possible all of the time so don't give yourself a hard time if everything is out of whack for a while 
So life's a bit of a roller coaster. It has its ups and it has its downs. So I urge you to stay on the ride. Do what you need to get back on top again and know that there uh, that we're all on that roller coaster and what we learn when we hit rock bottom on that roller coaster can help us enjoy the ride no matter whether we are up or we're down so when we and we also when we come down we can gain that momentum if we don't tire ourselves out and slow ourselves down if we have the momentum that'll help us to come back up on top again and enjoyment that's the point right okay we to find the joy in life again to find a way to be at peace with that ride that you're finding yourself on there's so much that is out of our control in life so we we may as well do all we can to just stay on that ride learn to let go and feel the thrill along the way and know that eventually the ride will come to a stop so we may as well enjoy it as much as we can along the way now I just want to say one thing don't let your ex-partner steal your joy So he's not your joy. You can find joy again without him. All right, that's it for this week. I hope this helps you um, with the challenges that you're facing. Sending you lots of love, light and blessings, Sandy. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. 
I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.